Welcome to Diary of an Unemployed Actor with me, Milo Dennison. Today, I am joined by the lovely Emma Bryant, who is a model, actress, comedian, and professional prankster. I oh, yeah. <laughs> looking forward to hearing about that. <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, I saw that too, and I'm like, oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's unique. Let's start with what got you into acting. What, uh, what made you want to be an actress? Yeah. Um, well, I've done musical theatre when I was in school. I've been in quite a lot of productions, so I always wanted to do acting. Um, I've always been really into drama. Um, so was my best friend in school. We used to like come up with scripts and stuff together, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then when I left school, I went into, like, my, I studied business management, um, which was, like, cool. And I got qualified and then I was actually the um, leader of a sales team um, for an insurance company but I always wanted to do acting like that was always what I really wanted to do um, so I actually got scouted for modeling actually for catalogue was the first thing and then it kind of took the best from there but I'd always wanted to, to sort of con continue into um, acting so it kind of went from modeling into acting it sort of went like that really <laughs> so I'm curious, yeah, so did you get, you got scouted as a model, like did somebody mm. just kind of see a picture of you or were you like in a club um, no, and they're like, was, hey, you need uh, to be a model? No, it was when I was with one of my fans actually. Um, so yeah, I was really happy about that because I'm not very tall, so <laughs> I thought, okay, someone actually wants me to model clothes. Yeah, it was awesome and then I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I thought, you know, whilst I was in the modeling industry and I was mixing it, events with like film people, um, I thought, you know what, I want to give, I want to give this a go, and the comedy as well, because I've always wanted to be a comedian ever since I was like nine. I used to like write stand-up shows and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Used to be a bit silly when I was in school as well, just silly, not like naughty, just a bit, you, of a, uh, bit mischievous. <laughs> okay, did you then? Was it? The transition from modeling to acting, that was a conscious one on your part. Like, I want to go into acting. Did you take classes, uh, just start uh, auditioning? Like, how did no, you make that transition? Started, um, do you know how it actually started? I tweeted to a prank channel that I liked on Twitter. Um, and I said, I, I would love to do something like this. Is there anywhere I can apply? So a bit of talking back and forth. And then they got me in to do a video and I'm not sure what they were really thinking I was going to be like because I was a girl and a model so I said to them very specifically I don't want to do anything that involves being sexy or anything stereotypical I want to do something crazy because my sense of humor is more like a dude anyway so um yeah they got me and they were really really impressed I went on to film quite a lot with that that uh, company that channel um and then I met other people other prank channels so I did something I like collaborated with others did it on my, like for my own channel which was great um, and then I ended up having a story about me when viral when I moved to Crawley, which is where I used to live. Um, I can't even remember how they, oh uh, yeah, they found me on Twitter because I was like the third most followed on Twitter person in Crawley or something. So they interviewed me, did an interview about my career um, and it went viral, which was really cool. And it was like literally all nice, well, not all nice comments, but mostly nice comments. <laughs> well, that's good, especially with Twitter nowadays where, you know, you get some of the worst people on the planet on there. Oh God, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, luckily, um, most, well, in the media, I've only ever had positive things written about me. I've literally had no bad press ever, which is quite a thing to Unusual say. Unusual and nice, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, so um, I started doing the pranks um, and then I met, because some of the pranksters were like, they were actors. 
Um, so I started, well, they just like recommended me to people. Then I set up a profile on a couple of acting sites and I went straight in really. I didn't really do any extras work or anything. I kind of got roles because I'm very confident with auditions. And even though I was somewhat new, um, obviously I, I do know how to present myself and how to speak and yeah um they can be quite charming so i obviously i I must have done something right because i started getting like proper proper roles that's great i'm curious with the pranking did you ever have situations where people just were really mad about being pranked because that's i so i watch pranking shows and stuff and i kind of sometimes feel bad (laughs) for the people being pranked and and yeah i'm curious how that goes yeah there was an incident when we filmed um a prank in an art gallery it wasn't anything extreme but um yeah they're, they're quite they're very high security and i ended up getting detained in the security office while they searched for the other guy who was in the bank and then eventually they just let, let us go because it's stupid really and they were just keeping us there um but yeah that was a bit annoying and there was another time when we did a social experiment in Trafalgar Square um and it involved me throwing eggs at a woman um so, who was sorry, an actress th- throwing so eggs it, it at somebody me and yeah me and another actress mm-hmm. um throwing eggs um and somebody got really really angry obviously we weren't throwing eggs at the public it was me checking them at her <laughs> um but yeah I nearly got I was very surprised I did not get punched <laughs> by this by a couple of people did he feel like he needed to come to her defense or something and say, like, why are you throwing eggs at this person? Yeah, that was it. That oh. was pretty much it. Um, and then obviously when we said it's it's a video and it's a social experiment, he was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, it all made sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not really doing prank videos now because there's so much more security in London. Also, a few people I work with got into a lot of trouble with the police and two actually went to prison. <laughs> Only for a little bit of time, but, you know, it's still not good. Too bad publicity for them and sorry, also, sorry somebody went to prison is that what you just said yeah a couple of the guys i used to do pranks with for doing did, pranks um yeah one of them got a bit it got a bit out of hand they um i can't remember exactly what it was but something happened um oh, wow and they ended up i think it was just to teach them a lesson really i don't think they've been there very long like oh, okay they're out um <laughs> but yeah obviously i do not want that to happen <laughs> fair enough me. But also, it's having to get people's permission to be in the video as well. Um, obviously, when you prank someone, you can't just then... Well, you, it used to be a bit of a grey area. They would just upload stuff anyway and not ask members of the public for their permission. But, you know, we really should um, before putting someone online because, you know, they. It, there's all sorts of reasons. So that's obviously very tricky as well. Um, and there's also a lot of these YouTube comedians, pranksters, mostly in America, but there are some in the UK. They just fake their pranks, like they pay actors or their friends and family to be the pranky, you know, the person getting pranked. Uh, so it's not real, it's fake. So pranking's not got a great reputation. Yeah. I do enjoy it though. So I think the next time, if I'm going, going to do it, it would have to be on a structured TV show, actual production where I got my back covered and I know nothing's going to go wrong. You know, yeah, where there's a couple <laughs> security people hidden. And, yeah, like, yeah, so that I'm not going to get in any trouble because that's the last thing I want. I've got a clean criminal record. Mm-hmm. Although saying that, the incident with the uh, art gallery, I'm not sure. Maybe that went onto my. No, I don't think that would have gone onto a criminal record. I wasn't arrested or anything, <laughs> but it would have been quite funny actually. <laughs> just, just on a board in the back office of the of the 
art gallery. Yeah, somewhere. I don't think I'm welcome back to that art gallery anytime soon. <laughs> nice. I don't think anyone wants to. They were very nice. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that led then to acting. And so tell me, like, uh, your first audition. What was your first audition for? Best do you remember? Face to face will do. Do you actually mm -hmm. don't remember? Um, how did you? How do you find out about auditions? Uh, I know there's like you know, like Star Now and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Is that usually where you find auditions? That was that was yeah when I first started. I'm, I'm also on Mandy and IMDb Pro. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So I get a lot of, I, and you know what? It's word of mouth as well because uh, yeah, people do enjoy working with me for whatever mm -hmm. reason. It's always and a I good sign. Get, it's always a good sign and I get repeat work from the same uh, companies, directors and actors so yeah obviously not doing too yeah. too badly so yeah it's word of mouth a lot of time as well and I'm very active on social media too okay. um, I'm always posting weird stuff and interact like my, my social media posts stand out because they're always a little bit yeah. Well, well, then the reason why I'm kind of asking the question is because you've done a few pretty big things. Like you did Filth, uh, which was a yeah, big that film. was awesome. Uh, that Game was 2013. Yeah. So, so how did you find out about Filth and like and get that role? Um, it filled. You did what? It was an. It was the director of um the part I was in, like the the scenes I was in. He, I'd met. Where have I met him? Oh yeah, I'd met him at a networking event. Um, and then he would, they, it's with me, it's, um, they were looking for like natural looking people. Um, how do you find, sorry to interrupt there. We'll get yeah, back to that. Cause you see that all the time on sites looking for natural people. Like what's a natural person? No plastic surgery or, <laughs> oh, okay. or heavy tattoos or piercings. I all mean, right. it looks wonderful. Hmm. And some people like I've got a friend who's got loads of tattoos. One of my best friends are, um, and so is the husband. It looks great on them, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't look so great on me because we're all different. And that is generally my um, look, is that I've not had any surgery, um, any cosmetic things, and I'm 30 very soon. So I'm quite pleased with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I tend okay. to get work based on the fact that, that type I, of a look, um, like just kind of very natural. like you know natural uh, look. Yeah, I understand. Yep. Yeah. So okay, so uh, okay, so the director of Filth wasn't the director. He was what he was working on. He wasn't the actual main one. Okay. But then basically, he contacted me and said, "We we got this role. Are you interested in it?" And I thought I was going to get to go somewhere really exotic. Well, not exotic, but Scotland. I think oh, was the fair, furthest yeah. when they filmed. I think they might film some in Ireland too, and mm -hmm. some abroad. Uh, but no, it was in Merton in London. It was yeah, filmed so in London. It wasn't filmed in Scotland. No, this oh, was filmed in, uh, in in London. Yeah, it was very cool. But there was a bit of an incident after after we filmed it. When I was coming back with um, another actress, um, we went to Victoria train station. And just as we were going through the barriers, there was some robbery. And there was some guy fleeing. And apparently he had a knife, but we didn't see that. And he ran straight past us. And there was a guy walking uh, just... just to the side of us and he knocked that guy clean over and knocked him out and there was police and everything I was quite terrified and that was like one of my first shoots um and that was actually yeah that was after Game of Thrones but yeah that was really cool and also uh yeah because I've been in Game of Thrones too so they know I was okay with long hours and hanging around on set without getting cranky and irritable although saying that Phil's actually only took about four hours I think and I can't even remember how long the scene was I'm not not that long, hang about maybe 10 minutes. Um, 
but yeah, so it was, that was good. But yeah, that was one of my first ones. Game of Thrones was obviously epic, <laughs> but you know what? I've never actually watched it really? and I still haven't. Still haven't. Not even the episode I was in. <laughs> oh, I've seen every episode of Game of Thrones. I, I, I you know, obviously I couldn't place you, but. Uh... I look very different. Oh, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> they have been a brown curly wig, so I didn't, uh, didn't really look like me. So, uh, yeah, so Game of Thrones, how did you find out about that? And, and uh, what was the Oh, that was, that was fantastic. So there's a model that I hadn't ever met, actually. And she had a very small role in the series two, I think. Maybe one and two. She'd been in both of them. Um, and she obviously got on very well with the casting directors because then they asked, could she find... Um, people who looked like they could have been from that that period. So she put a casting call out, but because I sort of, one of my best friends is a good friend of hers anyway, she actually like personally said, do you want to apply for this? So I said, yeah, definitely. Didn't think I'd get anything of it. Anything at all. It was a long process. I think it took about six to eight months to uh, to choose. And then I found that I'd been shortlisted. So, okay. uh, so, the, so the application process, was that sending in a, like a self-tape or... Uh... Uh, not a self-tape. Um, it was, they spoke to us on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm guessing that was a bit like, the, oh no, and over Skype. It wasn't the self-tape, it was by Skype. Um, and pictures and just a bit of a biography, um, like front sides uh, pictures. Um, and obviously they said photos if anyone did have tattoos, which obviously I didn't, but my friend does, so it had to be covered up. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that was cool. But I didn't think I'd hear anything of it because I thought, wow, how many people must have applied for this? And yeah. then I was on holiday at um, Butlins and Minehead, no less, with uh, my family and my nan. And they had a phone call. And they were saying that I'd been given the role. <laughs> it was like one of five roles. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, oh, okay. And then I thought, oh, it's just going to be like an extras role. I'm just going to be in the background. And I think that was what it was meant to be. Um, or featured extra, I think, because I wasn't, we weren't meant to be in the, in the background. But then when I got, when I was actually there, um, the woman who was, I'm assuming, uh, involved with directing the scene was like to me, okay, we, we like you. I was like, oh, well, that's definitely good. Um, and then was like, would you like this? Um, like, we're going to give you a scene, a scene to yourself. Are you okay with getting in and out of water? And I was like, yeah, that means I'm going to get a whole couple of frames to my and be an actual character then yeah I'm cool with that and when she said in and out of water oh she was not exaggerating I'd say we probably did it about 40 times 40 takes from different angles so I had to get in and I was wearing like a sort of roby type uh, lots of jewellery as well which all got you know wet and was dripping everywhere so I had to go in and then out and wade through all this water while still, you know, trying to look nice in my hair and the uh, the outfit. But um, yeah, it was great. And there was a woman whose job it was literally just to give me a dressing gown, every, a new dressing gown every time I got out of the water. Wow. <laughs> they must have had about 40. Because um, it was at least 40 takes. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was so awesome. And the people I worked with, uh, they were really nice. Um, I've made, I made quite good friends with a couple of the women that were there. And it's just a really damn cool thing to be able to put on your CV, isn't it? And Absolutely, say, yeah. yeah were, you just, were you just completely exhausted at the end of the day of, of just going um, I still went out for drinks with the cast and crew, but yeah, I was in bed by about midnight. I was shattered. <laughs> 
Um, and yeah, that's, that so, was, uh, was, so they, they flew you up to Northern Ireland for that? Yeah, that was in Belfast. Um, mm-hmm. And I must say that the flight there and back were probably most tur- two of the most turbulent flights I've ever been on. It was scary on the way there. There was like lightning and everything. Oh, just because of the weather and stuff? Yeah, it was just terrible yeah. weather. I used to live in Dublin for quite a few years. Oh, and, did you? Yeah. Yeah, and there are flights that you fly in and you're just holding onto the armrests <gasps> of your seat. like because Yeah, and when we were touching down, yeah. like, I find takeoff scary um, with flying, but this in Ireland, the touching down was the terrifying part because it was going, <laughs> oh yeah, and that was it. Um, they had to circle around for ages because they couldn't land. And I think it was about two o'clock in the morning by the time I got to the hotel. Oh, uh, well, wow. by the time I got to bed. And then we had to be up at like 5 a.m. So mm-hmm. about three hours of sleep. Luckily, they had great makeup team um, and stylists. So, yeah, it didn't Kept show. Everyone else had got there about 11 o'clock. But because I was traveling furthest, because um, they had a lot of local people, Irish people there, I had to, uh, yeah, I didn't get much sleep that night. But and they provided you from uh, transportation and everything, and uh... oh yeah, yeah, they did. The, I wasn't used to that. They had a, a yeah, like that's a, always that's a nice. Limo, but it was a pretty impressive car, a taxi. They picked me up um, from the airport and take me to the hotel, which was great. I wouldn't mind knowing what hotel it was I actually stayed at because it it was really nice. It was a really nice location, mm. so I might go back there for old time's sake. Yeah. Go, do you remember me? Do you <laughs> I was know here. Who I, I was am? in Game of Thrones. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> when um, Filth came out, um, I just moved to Kent and me and my friend went to watch it um, at the Odeon Cinema. Yeah. So my friend and I went uh, to to see it, and then she was like, "You should say I'm in that film." And I was like, "No, I'm not going to say." I'm in. She's like, "I get free tickets." I went, no, because I don't really like to attract attention. Do you know what I mean? There's there's me on screen and there's me as a person. I'm actually quite quite reserved and low-key in my favorite life. So, okay, promise me you're not going to say anything. She said, going to say anything. (laughs) Then we got in, (laughs) went to buy our tickets. And my friend was like, "Um, this may be a long shot. But I was off, she's not saying. So <laughs> my friend is in the film. She's actually in part of the opening credits. And then she's in a few different scenes towards the beginning. Can we have free tickets? And I was like, oh, they did let us have free tickets. Did they? Although they thought I was lying at oh. first. But um, they did actually let us go in for free, which was weird. See, but that's I what think... I would have thought. I would have been like, whatever. I didn't believe you. Like, it... <laughs> Yeah, they, uh-huh. they didn't. But then um, she... Sh- what did she do she showed them a picture or she showed something but um yeah but then i think they charged us more for our drinks and our food so i hope we probably <laughs> did pay the price for our tickets because it was about four pound fifty for a what was it, thing, of, thing of popcorn well that's quite standard price but no it just all yeah, seemed a little bit more is, expensive yeah. and we had pick a mix sweets and it came to like six pounds each so yeah i think they they just played along with it and we still paid but yeah it was really cool and then um when we finished the film came out apparently one of the guys had stood in there to see if I was actually in the film and then he saw that I was actually in the film <laughs> <laughs> which was cool but I don't like it on people if people are that come up to you like oh my god yeah we saw you that's amazing because I'm quite modest um and I'm not not to mention your scene might have been cut out of the film <gasps> yeah that so, was always worrying that's a possibility yeah yeah luckily it wasn't 
it was just trimmed down a little bit but yeah it was it was really really cool um and to obviously have worked on a film with James McAvoy even though I didn't actually meet him they shot his his part differently but when it uh, was all together it looked as though he was in the scene but uh, he wasn't unfortunately but yeah uh, that that was cool but in general I'm not like sometimes you get actors that think that like they're better than they are um I'm not like that. Uh, <laughs> have you ever worked in, worked on a project where you've had to work with actors like that? Were any of the Game of Thrones people like? Ugh. Oh no, they were lovely. They yeah. no, do you know what? Believe it or not, um, even the main cast of that, which I actually was fortunate enough to met, although I say now I couldn't tell you their names because <laughs> I don't watch it. But there was an older guy um in black like a big black sort of thing reminded me of like a, an eagle i don't know why but he did um and there was a, a younger guy who played a pirate and that was who i was with in the in the okay. scene so i don't know if that rings any bells but i don't know who they were and there was a woman but i i couldn't for the life of me remember her name but i think she's one of the main cats because i've seen her recognize her um yeah have i been on set with diva actors yeah yes i was in a music video one of my first jobs actually because I remember it was when I lived in Kent and I only started acting when I lived in well acting again obviously I was a child actor um as well well I say child actor theatre theatre <laughs> not not tv adverts but yeah um so yes it so was you in, have had a diva actor but you, you don't want to name the person Oh, no, I don't even know what their name was. It was, uh, it was um, a music video. It was just a few of the dancers. What's funny is they probably strange. weren't even all that famous. Because sometimes you find the people that are just a little bit of famous are I don't the think divas. any of these were. I think they just got it. It was on Star Now, so it wasn't... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they, they think like, they're bigger than they not, are. They act you like know, if you were an agency or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I did have an, an agent... Um, quite a while ago but I prefer actually to do my bookings myself although saying that I've updated my show reels I've got a drama one and a comedy one and I've got new headshots so I might look to get getting another agent agency um but I found with the one that I had before I'm not, I'm not going to name who it is because they were perfectly fine it just didn't yeah. particularly work for me because they were sort of put me forward for like really roles that were older than what I was because I was 24 no I wasn't 24 I'm about um I was 26 so a few years ago um and they were like roles like a teacher and stuff and I'm like I'm getting to, I, when I was just applying for jobs alone I was getting like teenager roles and then I thought I don't want to be a teacher or a mum I don't want to like my characters to be mature when I'm not even in my late 20s yeah. um but yeah I think when I if I do get an agent it'd have to be quite because I'm quite uh, different from lot, not so different from a lot of actors I'm so different but I mean my comedy style is quite different. My acting style is quite different. I didn't go, I think what I'm trying to say as well is I didn't go to drama school, like one of these big London schools. I didn't go to any of the famous ones. I kind of just learned everything myself. And obviously I've got a theatre background anyway. But in terms of like actual acting, I don't have, I, you know, I didn't go, I didn't go to, to drama school like so many actors do. So. Well, that's, well, that's the nice thing about acting though, is you don't necessarily need to do that to, to make it in the business. I mean, it's a lot of it is based on your talent and your ability to work in, in, on a set and that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, I, and with, it's interesting with agents, cause I've had a couple agents 
in my time. And it's, and it is, you're absolutely right. You have to find the right agent for you. Definitely. Like my first agent, she would put me through auditions and the character description was nothing like me. And, and that's exactly the issue yeah. that I had. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot relate to this character. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> At all. And I get that now they basically just is like, they, they put me forward for anything that the description is an American accent. Right. And I'm, and it's like, yeah, but you need to narrow it down just a little bit more than that. Like That's I can't audition weird. for like the 60 year old war colonel just because he's, you know, American. Oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I got offered, a, um, well not a role, but an audition for like a woman in her mid thirties. I'm like, mm -hmm. excuse me, I'm 29. No, I was 28 when it happened. They're like, oh yeah, but you know, I'm sure we can make you look a bit older. I was like, no, I don't want to play characters that are older than my time. <laughs> I don't mind being a young single mum. That's okay. Yeah. Because I am at the age where I could be, thankfully I'm not, mm -hmm. but you know, I could play that, but not a middle-aged school teacher or a mum. Like, get out! I'm not. <laughs> I'm not playing a character that's obscenely. You need older to be able to relate to it as well, and actually, you know, be, play the character believably. You know, and, yeah, and that's something that goes into that. Yeah, absolutely. God, the secret. There's a couple of roles I've been given recently. Um, one I'm filming in two weeks. Can't say much about that. Um, another one towards the end of the year, and they've actually captured my humour and stuff very, very well. So I know that I'm going to be really good in those roles. Not, that's a bit big ended Really good, but I mean, it's suited. Like, I know that I will be able to work well with that character with the roles because it's very sort of over the top, eccentric, high energy comedy, which is what the sort of characters that I do because that's sort of me in real life anyway. So, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, um, I'm excited for all that. <laughs> So have you ever had any auditions that were just kind of really like bizarre auditions and you walk in and you're and by the time you leave, yeah. you're like, that was just weird? Yeah, there was one. This was probably, it was just when I moved to Crawley in West Sussex. So it was um, quite a while ago. Um, there was an, a cast in some, it was for a, a music, uh, was it music video or DJ who made probably some remix of the Game of Thrones um, is like the music to it and wanted people that had been because he'd seen that I'd been in it so I'm like oh yeah it'd be good we'll try and get people anyone that's a big fan of it and you'd be there so even better he was like can you come and we can just meet the team and it was, it was really it was an Isle of Dogs it was really lovely apartment it was, it was great but when I got there when I went in it was literally just a bunch of hippies just sat at a table just smoking pot and i was like what is this all the curtains were drawn it was weird and it was harmless but it was just these these like hippies and they're like oh yeah sit down man oh my god and they were like it's so blessed to meet you it is wonderful we are in the presence of a celebrity of game of thrones royalty i was like what is this Oh, and wow. then it turns out, uh, oh yeah, they they offered me. Oh, sorry, I got to think my eye. Um, they 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 offered to pass me the um, spliff, whatever it's called. Um, and I was like, no, it's fine. Don't worry, like, come on, man, it's some really good shit. And I was like, it's it's kind of like whiskey. Do you know I was like, ten a.m. <laughs> We're okay. But yeah, it turns out this. I don't even know what it turned out to be. To be quite fair, it just seemed like this bunch of. Um, Ippies just all got really high, and we're like, right, we just want anyone, anyone associated with Game of Thrones to hear this song. And it was, it was, um, well, 
like I don't well I might as well say it because I don't know who they were it was shit oh the song <laughs> it was just some guy just going oh this is the realm this is the realm woo and then like banging on some drums going, and it wasn't anything it was just like it was mental <laughs> it was properly mental so um I can't even remember how how I left it I think I if I said, yeah, do you want me to audition or anything? They're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch once we finalise the music. And then they just kept asking me, like, did I, have, did I know anyone who might want to listen to the song? So really, I think they were just fishing to try it. They thought, you know, maybe I had some connection to uh. actual Game of Thrones. So I would, like, be really impressed by their, their music um, and pass on contacts. But that's a really weird way of doing it. How many of them were in the room? Like, I'm just picturing this room walking in a room with a haze of with a haze of smoke in the air. Yeah, yeah, it was it was actually just like that, like a proper dingy like student lair. Do you know what I mean? It was it was weird. I was all like really like really prestigious from the outside, and then just like a shell when you go in. But you know, it was funny. It was. Um, it was weird, and I got it really. I think I got quite early for that too, about like six in the morning. Although to be fair, that's not really early for me. I get up that time anyway. But back then, I wasn't an early riser. Well, at least they were friendly as well too. Like, oh no, they were really nice. I didn't feel like you know under threat or anything. Okay. <laughs> Just thought, what the hell is going on here? So, uh, have you ever had that scenario? I'm curious because, uh, as a woman, like, have you ever gone in for an audition and you're just like, you know what, I feel uncomfortable, I need to leave, type of a scenario? Yeah, well, I've never had that. Oh, that's good. I actually haven't had that, mm-hmm. but I don't know why because I hear so many horror stories yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, talk to a few people. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Oh no, it's going to sound quite bad. If it's because I'm very like, whenever I'm discussing auditions um filming i'm very very professional like i don't use nicknames like i'm not like oh yeah hun thank you or anything i'm not saying that um people who do that seem less professional but i mean i'm really sharp and professional so it's like i do come across as somebody you wouldn't really try and take advantage of and also because i've too got so much stuff on social media i think they know that if they were a bit of an idiot i'm quite quick with i'm like uh calling people out if yeah they masked me around so I think it was always like that with modeling too people didn't try it didn't really um you know I heard so many horror stories about what guys have done I didn't really find that I mean I had a lot of issues with the modeling industry because I was in a really abusive relationship um whilst I was in it and my I had a manager too that was just insane horrible person but yeah I don't I haven't found especially not not at all in acting i mean yeah a couple of times wasn't but well i felt a bit like but i tell them straight away i don't sort of giggle and, and flirt and go oh no don't do that i'm like because i was in one um shoot and i was quite new and unfortunately i think photographers or stu- i think this was the name of the studio seemed to think new young model thick naive <laughs> not this one and I was in there and the guy was like oh he tried to he like um put his hand not on my bum but like mm-hmm. by me just like oh you've got a nice body you don't mind me touching you do and I was I do I do um martial arts as well and I remember because I did it when I was um when I was younger and I took a huge break and I've just started doing it now but I was just like to him he's like you don't mind if I touch you and I was like 
get your hands up. Put your hand anywhere near me. As I said something like, you'll regret it, or um, I'll, what did I say? Something like, I'll drop kick you across the, <laughs> into next Tuesday, or something like that. I remember I said, but you know, I made it very clear. Yeah. And that was as well. I said, I know what you think about young, new models. I said this to him in an email after, by the way, not, not when I was actually there. I said, I am not the person you try and take advantage of. I am not naive. I'm not very nice, but perhaps a little bit thick between the logos, not much going on there. I said, I'm not, I'm witty. I've studied business. I'm not like a confused, unconfident, insecure, naive young model. That, that's not me. So I suggest, I said, you don't try it ever again with me because I knew I had to go to a studio again in a couple in a couple of weeks after that and I was like yeah we got he didn't reply to me but he kept out of my way the next time so the two, next time around times. that you that you dealt he didn't with look him. at me he made sure he okay. wasn't there oh, okay. <laughs> I'm never nasty to anyone and I'm not one of these like oh really like um how can I say it I'm not rude like if I don't like something I don't behave in an undignified manner I will just say this is what's happened this is why I don't like it this is how I've been made to feel and this is what you can do both of us can do to ensure it doesn't happen again perfect that's I, I, yeah, I don't I have tantrums I don't go on rants all over social media like um so I yeah. think people know I'm not I'm, I'm I'm sound of mind yeah and I'm mentally healthy <laughs> well that's good that's perfect and I think that's great advice too like for anyone who's listening it is yeah I mean don't be afraid to because I think that's what happens is people I do think that, young and and or people you know they're new on on a set or a model yeah, they feel like they can't that. speak up because they'll get um they think maybe it'll lose them work or lose them respect or lose contacts no i think people respect you more if you if you do speak up but you do it in a way that's not like just getting junk and then spewing some shit all over social media like i've seen people do and then deleting it the next day don't don't get respect yeah. by doing that like yeah I you said, can still politely basically just say look that made me feel uncomfortable don't yeah, have to do it I again. That's the know, way. Like, yeah because i've never been you know i've never I, I've, I believe i've got quite a lot of respect from people um, that I've worked with, you know, I don't go out there to cause trouble. I'm not a diva. I'm not, you know, I don't go out the night before and get all drunk and come in hungover. I, you know, I just, I've never had really any issues with acting at all. Oh, that's great. But let's jump over to stand up. So what yeah. got you into doing stand up? Um, Cause that's very different from playing a character. I mean, that's you up on stage. Yes, it is. Well, I wanted to do it. Um, and I didn't really know how to. Because um, I didn't have material of me doing it. But luckily, I've got a friend um, in Kent who runs a comedy night, or we just started to run them. And he said, Why don't you come along? But I felt like I was getting thrown in at the deep end a bit because I was closing the, was I closed? Yeah, closing the first uh, half. And it was like about 15 minutes, and I hadn't really written anything before, sort of stand up. So I just wrote a bunch of stuff. And all my comedy is very unique because it's my own personal experiences. So nobody else can have that as material because it's not happened to them. But yeah, I really liked my first stand-up show. Unfortunately, there was somebody who was in the audience who I knew from my former career who um, tried to make me feel uncomfortable, was just a bit of an idiot really. But I know she's got real life issues. So we're, I, I'm not going to be nasty about someone who's clearly got mental health problems but yeah made me feel a bit, bit uncomfortable brought up some stuff from my past and just said it to me I, um it, it's weird so 
I tried not to think about her. Um, so and sorry. Got, so she was. So you were on stage doing your comedy, and she was in the audience saying stuff. No, it was just before when I arrived, and she came over to me and was like, "Oh, I remember you," in like a not very pleasant way. And all it was, she, she it wasn't me. She was describing. She was describing somebody else. But she was like, "You did this, this," and it wasn't me. But what she was saying, and I said no no that that's not me and then she like remembered who I was and I was like oh yeah it's so great to see you but then started talking about the fact that I used to have an alcohol addiction I'm like cool well you know this is five minutes before I go on stage thanks for bagging up the past and I hope you enjoy the show okay and then I went on stage and did probably one of the best performances that I've ever done because I knew she had wanted me to feel uncomfortable or maybe she didn't intentionally do it I don't know maybe she's just sick but you don't say to someone a few minutes before they go on stage Oh, good to see you not getting drunk because I remember that you were an alcoholic. <laughs> it's like, dude, shut up. Okay. You're an so, idiot. yeah, so it was messing with your head before getting up and you're, and you're kind of going through your routine and getting Yeah. Um, but I went on stage and what, what do they say? Spit, no, spitting bars is rapping. You <laughs> know, I went on stage when I did a good job. Um, so that's my, I'm actually glad that was my first stand up experience because it was like I had the worst thing that could happen on my very very first show so if i dealt with that i can deal with anything after that and there was another blinding time in um bayswater which was my third or fourth no third have some water stand-up show that i'd ever done mm. i was doing i think it was like a 15 minute um slot uh, 10 minutes no 10 minutes i think um and then so i was doing it and oh it was brilliant it was like one of my best shows it's on my youtube um i was loving it the audience were like really really nice so yeah it was really cool um, and women don't always like my comedy but the women in the audience of this one did like it from what have i want they, they, they laughed and they didn't shout things or throw anything at me so i'm assuming they at least didn't mind it um yeah and then halfway through so sort of just into like the my last seven eight minutes some guy came in, he just walked in with like this big bag of Burger King food, just like noisily munching on his like chicken nuggets, whatever it was he had, his chip. He sat down and was like really noisily eating and he was so oblivious to it. He wasn't even looking at what I was doing, he was just on his phone and he had like a notebook and he was like going for, I, it, it didn't distract me, I just carried on. I did think, what an idiot, I really hope the sound of him chewing doesn't come up on the audio. When, you know, we're, I'm editing the, the oh, my friend was editing the footage after. So, great Burger King man, you know, he, he just carried on eating. And then after, when I went outside, um, we went, I just went outside, my friend wanted a cigarette. And this, this guy came up and was like, oh, I want to say that was, that was really good. But I will just tell you one thing, it's not cool to steal other people's material. And I went, other people's material? What are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, just you know, some of the stuff, some of the jokes. And I was like, what jokes have I stolen? And he couldn't say. Like, he actually couldn't say, just like, oh, yeah, just like stuff. And he was clearly drunk. And I was like, my friend, I'll just tell you, everything I've spoken about, every single minute detail that was in that show was everything, experiences that I have had in my career. No one is had 
those experiences like but if they have you know if there is um a former model who was in game of thrones turned comedian and was voted the 86th sexiest person in the show which was part of the joke um then then, then i'm a little bit concerned because some clearly copying me so if there is someone else out there like me I, I would love to know i would really like to see where i stole this material from and he was like it's not cool man and i just you know i just he's obviously drunk and i thought mate he wasn't even listening to it he was just sat there eating his fucking chicken nuggets with his milkshake all the way through he wasn't even paying attention um so that was strange i don't know what 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 he meant by that but there was absolutely you could watch any of my any of my stand-up no one has got those stories because they are my personal experiences like that I've had on film set that I've had growing up that I've had in old houses because I've lived in some weird weird houses in the past house shares seriously very bizarre um so that sort of thing that's what I talk about um so my stuff's really original have you ever had any like really bad hecklers or anything I've never had hecklers touch wood <laughs> touch wood I've actually never had hecklers. I get laughs, not heckles. I've never had a bad audience, actually, which is good. Like, I've never had one where the jokes have fallen dead, thank God. Although, saying that, I did do one. Um, where was it? Oh, was it Kent or what? It was somewhere. And um, when I was there, this woman came in and she had about three kids with her. I thought, why are there kids at this comedy night? And it was it was like nine o'clock at night, nine, ten o'clock. So it's not and it started at nine and I was on about ten. I thought this isn't no one told me there were gonna be children here. Well my it had a lot of swearing in it, my act. It had jokes that certainly weren't suitable for kids. So I said to the um promoter, I said, Well what do I do? And he's like, Oh no, it's the landlord's kids, they hear this sort of stuff all the time. He was like, Well, what's the worst you're gonna say anyway? And I was like, jokes about paedophiles in there. Um, <laughs> Rolf Harris and stuff. And he was like, oh, they're not going to understand. They're too young. I was like, they're like nine or ten. I think they'll understand. And he said, I'll just do it anyway. And I was like, you sure? Just do it anyway. Just got them and say. So I just went up and did it. And nothing came of it. It was like, I didn't, you know, the landlord didn't go, what the fuck are you talking about in front of my kids? Um, but that was strange, performing in front of kids. I mean, it actually threw me a little bit as well. Um, I stumbled on a few words doing it because I thought, well, am I going to get in trouble? Because this stuff's not family friendly. But no, I, think, I mean, that's, it, I mean, it was, it was fine. I mean, maybe a, these kids uh, are used to hearing offensive comedy <laughs> um on on the friday night but yeah that was particularly bizarre um and there was another stand-up show i did london fashion week um where it was a really really good show enjoyed it very much so they kept looking for me champagne there was free champagne and i was like no no i can't have this because sometimes when i drink i don't drink very often but um, when I do, I, I feel drunk quite quickly because I don't drink often. So I was like, no, it's okay, I don't want the champagne. But everyone in that audience was just completely hammered. And there were loads of dogs in the audience because they did a dog mod modeling for like some dog uh, models with little toy dog, like puppy types. Um, so it was just a bunch of people in the audience. So I was essentially, I was performing to dogs. Did the dogs <laughs> enjoy the show? Oh, well, I think so. But what I was more worried about was if they were going to obviously bark because we were recording it. But no, they're actually really good. It was, they were silent. It was the sound of glasses getting dropped and people going, oh, shit. As they, like, dropped glasses or through, or, like, not drinks and stuff. That was in the background. But luckily, um, it, it wasn't too loud. So 
the footage I got was was quite good. But yeah, it was a, it was a very strange experience. And I, I went to London Fashion Week, headlined the show and performed to a bunch of drunk people and their dogs. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it was a good show. I really enjoyed that. Night, yeah, it yeah. sounds like you've done really well, like associating with the right people that have kind of I, led I'm you into that other I've opportunities. Done right. like, yeah. I performed, um, I opened, no, I didn't open another comedian open, uh, but I did um, a performance of about 10 minutes at uh, one of Leslie Grant, then, you know, the, the late EastEnders actor, because I worked with him on a film on like a gangster comedy film. Um, and when I performed my, like a new, I sort of wrote like a, a new show. And then I performed that at his uh, premiere of the film, which was really nice. But unfortunately not, um, not everyone in the audience really understood stuff because it was quite a like, it was like a hooligan type film. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them, I think, cause it wasn't about, none of what I was saying was about football. So I don't think they understood a lot of it. But yeah, I think they didn't know what they were laughing at cause they were like laughing at random points of stuff that wasn't even funny, but you know, they laughed, that's good. It comes up on the tape that they were laughing just, not in the right time. But yeah, that was really fun. So yeah, I've done London Fashion Week, I've done Leslie Branson's film premiere. Um, I've done, yeah, I'm pretty happy with myself. My CV is not bad. Oh, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, I think that's probably a good opportunity then to wrap it up here. Yeah, last, definitely. Last mm. question. If people want to find you, uh, where would they find you? Social media, whatever. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure the links will be in the description below. They definitely will As be. As always, the classic phase link in the description below, guys. But yeah, so uh, yeah, well, literally, I'm sure you will put them. But, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. I really don't like the site. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, my website is www.officialemmabryant.com. But like I said, it will be in the description. Um, at, on Twitter, I think if you just type in Emma Bryant, it should come up. But my Twitter handle is at the Emma Bryant, the, the one and only. Um, and on Twitter, I think if you just type in Emma Bryant comedy, it should, it should come up. Oh, how am I forgetting YouTube? And yeah, if you just Google Emma I think if you just put Emma Bryant into YouTube, actually, um, it should it should come up. Yep. Or, uh, like you said, they can just click on the link in the notes. Or they can just save themselves some trouble and click on the link in the description below the video. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, well, one more thing I would just like, like to add. Uh, next week, I'm, I'm in a corporate magazine, a business magazine, which is one of the first, um, this actually a very new thing for me because I haven't ever, done an interview for like a high-end corporate magazine but this one is taught it's called um it's like advice about being self-employed um and they did it as part of it was it was in yeah international women's day which was earlier in the year i think that was in march um and they wanted to interview me they interviewed me as a young entrepreneur and i was like you know what that is a really great way to describe an actor but yeah they, they they liked it so i got double page spread in that with a nice picture and everything and i was very very flattered because it's it's an uh, imprint it's in um you know like uh lawyers waiting rooms it's what you know like on the table where they have all the like business business magazines it's gonna be there so i'm like yeah that's that's pretty good and that's out uh at the 12th of august i think okay. or before I think it's available uh, online before. But yeah. Perfect. What's the name of the magazine? Uh, CEO Today. CEO Today. Okay. All yeah. Right. All right. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, it was uh, really fantastic. And uh, yeah, it was uh, great. Thank you very much. Hi.
excellent. Um, I'm really looking forward to it coming out and I hope that your audience uh, enjoy the interview. I'm sure they will. I don't think I'm put up with my weird ramblings and don't think <laughs> that I'm too much of an idiot. So. No, it's great. No, it's <laughs> great, great.